Good morning. Welcome back to Value Adds Value, a podcast for teachers. My name is Kyle Krieger. It is May 16th, so as soon as I get done recording this, I'm going to hopefully get it posted before I got to go to work. Um, wanted to jump back on here, do my weekly, just rapping about the things that are going on with me. And um, I want to talk about an Instagram post that I put up a couple days ago. I, as I've said, um, a bunch of times I'm looking for a new job and Monday I happen to get uh, what can only be described as a rejection letter um, from a school that I thought I did super super good in the interview thought I just killed it um, and I posted it because it just struck me how eerily similar it was to the letters I got 10 years ago when I was applying to jobs that came in the mail and a couple things I want to talk about are just, um, you know, the feedback that's in there or the lack thereof, and also the response I had gotten. And I had, uh, in particular, a um, a conversation with Heather Planchon that lasted most of the day Tuesday because she's in the same spot. And I had a ton of people like reach out and and comment on the posting. And uh, I want to talk about that, um, but. The first thing, like I said, is, is I want to talk about, you know, the lack of feedback. I mean, it is n without a doubt 100% a form email. It is something that they have copied uh, to a draft or to a form that all they do is plug my name in and they send it to me, which I get and it's fine. But, you know, my mom and my sister and my girlfriend are like, you know, did you get any feedback? And the answer to that is no. You don't, you don't get reasons. They're not going to tell you we chose this person for this reason or we didn't choose you for this reason. But in thinking about it having, because that came on Monday, today is Thursday, the rejection email came um, on Thursday, or on Monday and today is Thursday, excuse me. And having thought about it, like, I don't, I don't want their feedback. Um, and the reason I say I don't want their feedback is because I went into that interview and did the very best I possibly could. I created a brand new lesson for them because they had asked for it when they only asked me for a lesson the day before. And I was as close to the person that I wanted to be and answered as authentically as I possibly could have. So to me, the only feedback I'm going to get is how I could have been other than who I am to get a job. And I don't want that. I don't want that at this point. I don't want to be in a position where I'm trying to be something that I'm not to get a job because I've made that mistake several times in my career and it hasn't, hasn't gone well. It hasn't made me feel better. It hasn't, it hasn't led to me being successful as an educator. I'm, I'm committed right now to this year, no matter what school, no matter what position to be myself and to not be myself in just you know the things i'm not willing to do but to share myself to be who i am to bring the best of what i got to my kids and i want to go to a place where they've seen that in the interview process i want to go to a place where they honor that and the school that I got the rejection letter from is a very, very successful charter in the Twin Cities. Um, 
been around a long time and I like I love the people and that's why I was just surprised because I, I felt like I had such a good rapport and I had um, such great conversations and I really felt like there were there were four people in the interview and there was one that didn't respond as well to me um, this person happened to be an instructional coach and maybe I'm just making that up in my mind now, but it is a little bit disappointing because this particular charter school teachers were done at one o'clock every Friday, which was like one of the most tempting things on the face of the planet to get three hours a week back. Um, but yeah, so, you know, in terms of the feedback, I understand both sides that they probably don't have time to give the tens or hundreds of people that, have interviewed or applied feedback. Um, but on the same token, I don't want feedback from someone or a group of people who've only known me for 45 minutes and seen what I present on a resume. You know, that's, that's kind of the old adage of not wanting unsolicited advice. Um, so that's that part. Um, and on the topic of resumes, I had posted just the, the email I got with a snapshot with a little quotation. You can go to our value adds value um, Instagram page and read the whole thing if you want. But Heather um, reached out to me right away in the morning on Tuesday and just, you know, first started out saying, you know, I really appreciate you saying that because I'm going through the same thing. And I was like so surprised because Heather's amazing. Like, it's ridiculous, like how good she is. We've had her on the podcast. Um, and for her to say she hasn't even gotten, hasn't even gotten an interview yet. She hasn't even gotten a call back yet. And I was just like so floored by it. And, but she said she's in the same spot where even, even at schools where she knew people, she's not getting callbacks. And we had a long like conversation, um, you know, over message uh, about how difficult it is when people sum you up just by your resume. And it's easy. It's super easy. And she and I talked about this. It's super easy to feel like you're only being judged by your resume during, um, during the interview and, and job hunting process. Um, but you know, she and I just talked because I, although she's not someone I know super well, she is a friend and, I really appreciate the fact that one that she was friend enough to reach out and like say, Hey, I'm in the same boat you are. And I had a lot of people reach out and say they were in the same boat I was. Um, but I felt like, you know, I had a chance to just offer that her that little bit of support. Like, you know, she's great. She's in, she's fantastic. And that meant a lot to me. Um, to be able to, for her to reach out and, and support me, but then for me to be able to support her as well. Um, but it, it really comes down to, she was saying like in Boston, there were some jobs where there were 300 applicants. And it's just, it's just crazy to me. Um, but in terms of, of, of the job hunt, cause I've, I've been so positive and I've got good things going. I'm lucky. Heather hasn't even gotten an interview. I've had four. Um, I know for sure I'm getting a second interview one place. Um, and I think two of the other places that the jobs are finally posted and open. So I think I might get second interviews there. 
Um, but overall, the message of that Instagram post and what I said to Heather and, and what I'm saying here now is I'm not going to be judged by, you know, whether or not someone likes me. And I have to remember that not every job is right for every person. And I think especially when you have the goal that I have to be 100% myself, to be authentic, um, and to bring the best of what I have. Because I know what the right answers are. I can tell you what the right answers are to interview questions. And, those, and, and right is in quotations in this point. I can tell you what that is. I know exactly what the right answers are to give. That's not my truth. I don't want to be teaching under a pretense. I don't want to go to a teaching job where all of a sudden they're like, this is not either the school is not what they said it was, or I'm not what I said I was. I don't want to be, I want to be somewhere where I can just be myself in a culture that allows me to use my strengths. That's the, that's the number one thing. It's not about rules. It's not about that. I want to be in a place where I can, just give everything I've got. And some schools are not that way. Like I have interviewed probably a dozen to 16, 17 times at public schools and have not heard one thing. And maybe it's just because public schools move slow. But, you know, it's in a sense, it's, it's difficult. Like, because, you know, everybody's asking me, like, are you sad? I'm, I'm not sad, but I'm just, I'm, you, you get a rejection letter, you're always disappointed. Getting rejected is never that fun. Like, I don't, I mean, I've been rejected quite a bit in my life, and I know everybody else has. It's never, like, that fun of a feeling. But, you know, I, in the post as well, I, to kind of wrap up this episode, I'm so fortunate to be in the position I'm at with the friends that I have and the people that are on our team and especially Wilkie and my girlfriend, Brittany and my family to where I have the right perspective on it. Like, yeah, I was disappointed about this job, but I know it doesn't define me. I'm not defined by this job or any other job. And I'm not defined by the opinions of people who don't know me, who, are looking for a particular thing that I may not be. And there are definitely gonna be schools where I'm, I'm not their cup of tea. And that's fine. Um, the challenging part of this is too, is I'm so, I'm, I'm very geographically limited. Um, I have not looked, you know, outside of what would be about 30 minutes from where I live um, or where we're going to live soon. Um, and, you know, maybe if it comes to July, August, I would expand that. But I'm, I'm in a good position still. Um, but the funny part about the geographic thing is um, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron from making a statement sped, uh, you know, told me that the Bay Area teachers would love to have me. And then Naren Ramini, who's married to, to one of my one of my best buddies, uh, Gary Gray said Manila was open and, you know, there are a few other people that said, Hey, you can come here. And, and that's always fun. Um, you know, and in a different life at a different time in my life, I, I would jump on a few of those for sure. Um, there was one, 
one woman on Instagram who reached out and said, Eastern Montana would love to have you. And I thought, Oh my God, that would be a dream for me to live in Eastern Montana. But, um, all in all, um, like I said, I just want to jump up on here do my weekly podcast and, and just talk about how appreciative I am of people like Heather and Aaron and, and, um, Sean Woodley who commented and Rowan and, uh, and everybody who just, um, reached out and gave me some support, but I thought it was important to share and be upfront. And I was right that I'm not the only one that's going through that. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's just the weekly podcast. Um, here's a few things we've got going, um, teach with tech online conference. Well, I, I will have a uh, a session, not a six session, a session on, why you should be using podcasts in your class that's accompanied with, uh, there's going to be a Google side presentation that shows you how to do that. Um, and then Wilkie and I will be in the educators to educators summer conference, uh, talking about why it's important to keep it 100. And those are two places where you can find us. If you're in Milwaukee, I'm going to be in Milwaukee, the, I think it's the 19th and 20th of June. Um, and Wilkie's going to be all over Houston and the Texas area this summer doing some stuff. So, um, please feel free to reach out to us if there's anything we can do, professional developments, come and speak in or just rapping and doing things. So, um, uh, yeah, we're going to drop some new gear. Wilkie and I are just finishing up the, the pro the process of doing that. Um, we're finishing up our Patreon page to hopefully get some more support, and, um, yeah, just rocking. So it's, um, May 16th and yeah, thank you so much for supporting the podcast to everybody who reaches out um, to all the people who've listened. Um, if you haven't listened to our prior episode with Gary Brooks, please go do that. Uh, Sunday morning, part one of our conversation with Dr. Sean Woodley, who runs Teach, Hustle, Inspire is coming out. So we got a lot of great things going on. But um, again, thanks for listening to our podcast. Thanks for supporting me, supporting Will, and all, and all that we do. And talk again soon.